Hello, hello, and welcome to the Grow Beyond the Budget podcast, a podcast crafted for incredible millennial and Gen X women just like you. In this safe space, we'll dive into the beautiful harmony between life and money. Join me and some amazing souls as we unwrap faith, family, personal growth, and all the gems life has to offer, guiding you to explore your money in ways that reach beyond the budget. I'm Tiffany Burns. I'm a wife, mother of three, yoga enthusiast, certified money coach, and a master mindset coach. But the essence of who I am is I'm a believer, a visionary chasing dreams, a change maker determined to create positive impact, and I thrive on learning and problem solving. I've made my fair share of money mistakes in my life because I used to believe that money was complicated, difficult, intimidating, and the root of all evil. But guess what? I've learned that it's not. I now know that money is a divine tool that can help you craft an intentional life that syncs flawlessly with the whispers that God has given you. Together, we'll cast a new lens on how you see your finances, equipping and empowering you to transform. I'm your chief encourager and guide on this journey, so let's grow beyond the budget. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Grow Beyond the Budget. I am excited for you to be here. Um, I say this, I think, every episode that I am excited to talk about this topic today. But October, which is when this podcast episode is airing, is Financial Planning Month, which for me is combining two of my favorite things. I love talking about money, um, but I also love to dream and to plan and to have visions about what I want to happen in the future. And so putting those two things together is my favorite time of the year. Okay, so I wanted to, in this episode, talk about what financial planning actually means. Um, and then also, because it is in October, we're gearing up to wrap up the current year. Right now it's 2023. We're getting ready to wrap up 2023. Okay, clearly she had somewhere to be, okay, because this year has flown by. Um, and to get ready to set ourselves up for success going into the new year. So let's quickly talk about what a financial plan is. Um, a couple episodes ago, I talked about your budget being your bestie and your budget being a plan for your money. Now, while this is very, very true, this is a plan on how you plan or manage your money, your day-to-day expenses. Your financial plan is a holistic approach to your finances. So it doesn't just, it includes your budget, but it's not just your budget. So your financial plan will also include things like your taxes, your insurance, your credit, your investments and assets, your net worth, your estate plan, your health directives, all of these different things are included in your financial plan. Okay, so anything that your finances touch is part of your financial plan. Now, some of you might hear that and be like, okay, girl, I'm not qualified. I am not capable of creating a financial plan. And I want to empower and reassure you that you are absolutely qualified to make a financial plan for yourself because it's your life. It's your finances. And nobody really understands the things that you want, the things that you desire and the vision that you have for your life and your finances better than you. So you are more than capable of creating a financial plan. There are pieces and parts that you will need some assistance with, um, especially if you want to make sure these things are done correctly and maximize all of the benefits and making sure that you're making the best decisions for your finances. But when you go into having conversations with any sort of financial professional, you want to make sure that you understand this foundation of what you want your finances to be. So financial planning is very important. 
just to break that down just a little bit further, um, I want you to think about your finances again, holistically, overall, (laughs) what you want your finances to look like, but really even breaking that down into three different parts. Okay. What do you want your financial plan to be when it comes to you? Um, Because like so many other things, we need to put your oxygen mask on first before we take care of anybody else. So making sure that you understand, you know, everything about your life and what you want from your finances, from your income and how much money you want to make and how you want to make that money. Do you want passive income? Do you want to have active income? Um, I personally love what I do. I can see myself doing this for a very, very, very long time. And so the idea of retiring early isn't necessarily a priority for me because I really enjoy my work. Whereas you might be one of those persons who are into the FIRE movement, which is the financially independent retire early community. And you're like, listen, I've done my duty. (laughs) Working is trash. I'm out. And so your financial plan will look differently because you need to make sure that you're investing um, more intentionally and aggressively so that you can have the assets to be able to become work optional. Right. So thinking about for everything from your income to, you know, what are your goals with your finances? Do you want to purchase a house? Do you want to renovate your house? Do you want to um, when do you want to retire? How much money do you need to retire? Thinking about like the different types of insurance and making sure that all of your assets and everything are covered and protected. There's so many pieces that we need to kind of focus on when it comes to your finances and with some coaching, with some, you know, thought and with some, you know, the right questions, it's easy for you to start pulling out what these things that you want actually are. But first, we got to make sure that you're good. You have to take care of you first. Sis. Again, we hear it all the time. Put your oxygen mask on first. And this absolutely applies to your finances to make sure that you think about you first. I see so many times, uh, especially with moms, <laughs> we become the ones that want to do everything for our kids. You know, I see moms who are investing for their kids' futures. They're getting them 529s and custodial IRAs and all these great things but they haven't maxed out their contributions for their retirement accounts. They haven't taken advantage of all of the things that they could do for themselves to position themselves for financial independence before they take care of their kids. And not saying that your money can't multitask because it can, but a lot of times what I see is people doing things that are self-sacrificial, okay? And we're gonna end that. I want you to take care of you first. If you're good, then they're gonna be great, okay? Because if at the minimum, what you're doing is showing them how to take care of themselves by giving them a really good blueprint on how to take care of you. Okay. So that's you. That's first, we got to take care of you. Next, when you're thinking about your financial plan, you want to start thinking about how to um, take care of, I call it them. (laughs) And that's your children. That's your family members. That is anybody who might be dependent on you financially. Um, so sometimes that's not blood relative. Sometimes if you are a first gen immigrant, that means that you are going to be providing money to back home. Um, there's so many situations. I have family members who are incarcerated. So making sure that I have money set aside for them when they get released. There's so many things and nuances that come in our family life that we don't always necessarily proactively think about. But when you stop, and kind of consider, you know, what you want the support to look like for them. There's lots of nuances that we need to consider. So when it comes to your kids, um, do you want to invest for them? Do you want to, you know, whether that's a 529, which 
Um, in 2024, 529s are going to be shifting. So any money that is not used to for your education in a 529 can be rolled over into an IRA, which is an amazing benefit. Uh, because one of the reasons why people were hesitant to use 529s before is because we know that there are so many different avenues to success and, you know, uh, life outside of college. There were people who were hesitant to invest in 529s because they didn't want that to be their kids only option. But now with this new amendment to the 529s, uh, it makes it a really great option for just about everybody. But do you want to help them to pay for their education? Do you want to invest in uh, a custodial IRA? Do you want to get an UGMA or an UGMA? Um, different types of investment vehicles that you can use for your kids. Do you want to be able to give them assets? What do you want to do for them? How do you want to plan for them? So that you can make sure that you're considering that as you create your budget and manage your money, you know what these things are. Um, a lot of us in our age group um, have children on one side, but we also have aging parents on the other side. And so I want you to start also considering like what that support looks like for them. Are you going to be the one that is taking care of them as they become older? If they needed, you know, nursing home assistance, if they needed some sort of health care, are you going to be their um, caregiver? What does that look like? Right. Um, there's long-term care insurance that you can get for them that can support some of those things. There's other government funded programs that can help you supplement nursing and income and all these different things. But it's really important for you to get, start thinking about what that care will look like because it will a hundred percent impact your life and finances. So even just thinking about what you want their care to look like as they get older, having conversations with them about what their plan is. Do they have a retirement savings? What would they want when, you know, as they get older, what do they want? Where do they want to be? Are they comfortable with going to an assisted living or a nursing home? Do they want to be in home? What are they in an age in place? What do they want? So having conversations with your family members too about what that looks like. Okay. So then you can start taking care of them, asking you to take care of you. The final part of that is taking care of us. And I call that the us is like the collective. It's your community. It's your culture. It's the group that you most closely associate with. And a lot of times for um, people, that means either donating or contributing to charitable organizations. That means maybe starting a foundation or charity that you want to fund and create and build up to give back. Um, sometimes that means uh, investing in businesses and in investing in people that maybe aren't related to you, but you want to be able to give back. And so when you're thinking about all these different things, there's a lot that your money can do for you. And we want to start planning for all of the things that we want to accomplish in October. <laughs> because this is a really great time to be reflective. Again, thinking about the goals that you've set for the year, thinking about what you want to accomplish in the next year, um, just really taking a, um, a step back. Okay, let's look at the whole picture and see what we want our finances to look like. Now, I will say, if I just said all of those things and you were like, ma'am, nobody wants to do that, um, I can tell you that this part, like the planning part, again, is my jam. I absolutely love to kind of dig and probe and ask the right questions to help people really start to think about what they want their lives and their futures to look like. So I will tell you a quick story. So when I went to when I went to hire my first financial advisor, because I was like, okay, that's where you start. Um, and this is a podcast episode that I need to create is the differences between financial coaches and advisors that's coming. Um, 
But a financial coach is different from a financial advisor. Um, But when I went to go to a financial advisor, the first person that I went to, he, I was like, okay, he's going to help me figure out all of the things that I need to do with my money. The first question he asked me is if he, first of all, he came in like a couple minutes late. He was real smug. He was like definitely like a Wall Street bro, um, very arrogant. He came in. He asked me if I had $50,000 in assets, which at the time I did not. I had like $11,000 that I was rolling over from an old 401k. I was super proud of that money and I wanted that money to grow. Um, and he was like, okay, we'll come back when you, when you got it. You're like $39,000 or $29,000 short of what we need. No, I had it right. $39,000 short of what we need. The money girl, not doing good with math. Um, and so that was a very interesting conversation. But then the next financial advisor that we went to, um, he did. He was great. He asked me a lot of questions. Fortunately, there were some things that I knew the answers to, but there were some things that I just kind of made up on the fly. And so if you go into any of these sort of conversations with a financial advisor or a financial planner and you have this foundational information of what you want your life and your finances to look like for you, for them and for us, then you're able to they're able to um, create a strategy that is really going to support the life that you want and the goals that you have, the vision that you have. Um, and it makes it harder for you to get hoodwinked and talked into some stuff that you don't want or need because you already have an idea of what you will, uh, what you want to do and what you don't want to do. OK, um, so I hope that that was all helpful. Um, if you don't want to do this on your own again, I love planning. This is my jam. Book a session with me so that we can, again, talk about it, create your strategy um, for your investments, your insurance and things like that. I am not licensed to be able to maneuver those things, but I can help you, point you in the right direction of those professionals. And I will give you all of the scripts and language that you can use when you are interviewing those professionals so that you make sure that you get the right person and you're not getting got in these conversations. Are you a first generation cycle breaker or first generation high earner? If so, you understand the weight of being the first in your family to achieve success. The pressure and expectations can be overwhelming, especially trying to balance financial support for your family and securing your own future. If this resonates with you, then it's time to join You Grow Girl. You Grow Girl is a transformative one-on-one financial coaching program designed just for you. Our goal? To help you align your money with your life and financial aspirations without sacrificing everything that you hold dear. Are you ready to unleash your money's potential and build wealth without becoming your family's martyr? Take the first steps towards financial empowerment by clicking the link in the show notes to learn how to get started. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so that's what financial planning is. And I absolutely love this time of year. On a more granular, smaller scale, um, this is also a great time to think about the year. We already talked about this. Think about the year and all of the things that have happened so far. And what we need to do in order to end this year off on a good note. So if you had an amazing summer, which I've been on Instagram, I've seen y'all's, <laughs> I've seen y'all's summer. Okay. It was Beyonce. It was Taylor Swift. It was lots of trips. It was lots of brunches. It was a lot of outside. And I'm not mad at it. Live your best life, sis. However, um, I want you to pause in this particular season and October more specifically and really assess where you are financially. Because the next couple of months is really going to put your finances to the test. So there was a study that I saw um, by the Linden Club. They surveyed about 1,400, 4,200 people 
um, to ask them about their financial stress. They reported 66% of them said that November, December, and January were the most financial financially stressful months of the year. Can you guess why? If you guessed the holidays, then you would be correct. So planning for assessing your finances and creating your strategies and plans in October is the best time because this is really before the holiday kick starts. Um, and we need to make sure that we understand what we're doing to eliminate and alleviate some of this financial stress that you might be experiencing or have experienced in the past. Listen, I personally, I celebrate Christmas. I am the crazy Christmas lady in my family. I've got six Christmas trees. I host my family members um, all day on Christmas Day. I absolutely love, love, love the holidays. I usually host a cookie party for my kids, friends. Like I do the most when it comes to the holidays. But it's also important for you to understand the season of life that you are in. Okay. I mentioned this before about just life and your finances having ebbs and flows. And so there might be seasons where you are bowling. This is your abundance season. This is your harvest season. You've done the work. You've planted the seeds. You've done all the things to have the access to the money and the resources to do all of the things. This might be a season if you lived your best life in the summer where it needs to be a little bit more lean. We need to be a little bit more strategic, a little bit more frugal, a little bit more intentional, a little bit more mindful, okay, with our money going into the season. Basically, if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. And that's okay. (laughs) But we need to determine what our financial plan is going to be for the holidays. Okay. Make that very clear. After you've assessed where you are financially, okay, looking at the year and all the goals that you set and all the things that you've done so far this year, you've assessed it. This is where you are. Let's determine a game plan for the holidays. So we have a couple more months before this year wraps up. And we don't want to go into the new year with any financial stress, okay? Think about the future you. She doesn't deserve that. She doesn't want that. She wants to be in peace. She wants to be at peace. She does not want (laughs) you adding stress and financial chaos to her later, okay? So determine your plan for the holidays. If this is a lean season for you, then it's okay. I I really want to, to emphasize this and encourage, like, it's okay, okay? You do not have to be a hero this Christmas or this holiday season. You do not have to get all the gifts. You do not have to do all the things that you used to do. You can break tradition. I said it. You can break tradition. You don't have to, um, you know, put things on credit cards. You don't have to do all the buy now, pay later. If you don't have to do that, if this isn't the season where that is a priority and that is a focus for you, if this is a lean season and your bank account, your credit cards are saying, ma'am, we need relief. <laughs> We need you to chill. Then I want you to really just um, just say that and be okay with that. It's fine. It's going to be okay. I promise your kids, they will not even remember the toy that you for- did not get them that one Christmas. Um, that your in-laws who, you know, you felt obligated to get a gift for, they'll be fine. Everybody will be fine if you prioritize yourself and your finances this particular holidays. And you can make that the new tradition is everybody take care of their own wallets. When I tell you there's so many people who are stressed financially, credit card debt is at an all time high. Um, And so there are a lot of people. Financial health is reportedly down um, this year. So there's a lot of people who are feeling the effects of just the way the economy is right now. Inflation, um, you know, just so many things that are happening right now. 
that people are feeling the effects of it in their wallets. And so it's okay if this is not the holiday that you do all of the things. I am saying this to myself also. I'm trying to talk myself up to this because this is a season where I'm not doing all of the things that I typically do for the holidays. I'm trying to make myself okay with it. (laughs) But it really is a mindset shift that you have to make, okay? So before we move on, I wanted to give you just a couple little things that you can do um, to shift your your plan for the holidays if this is a lean season and you need to say your wallet is saying, ma'am, I need a break. All right. So um, be mindful of the events and things that you are going to. Okay. So there's company parties. There's your friends parties. You might have a party. Just be mindful of how many events that you are going to. Be mindful if you are planning on hosting events. Maybe that means instead of you doing all of the food, you have somebody bring a dish. We know we, we know how, you know, maybe there are certain things that pe- certain people can't rank the mac and cheese or the potato salad. But though you I'm sure you have people that you trust that you can ask them to bring something to the events. OK, so you don't have to be the one that does all the things. Groceries are expensive. OK, inflation. Uh, we are still feeling it in the grocery stores. So if you were the one that hosts Thanksgiving and hosts Christmas and hosts all of these different things, then maybe this is a season where we switch it up. OK. Just be mindful of how we're using, um, how you're planning for events this particular season. One of the my favorite things that we did when we started um, our debt-free journey was switching our family to gift exchanges for the adults. Now, we used to buy every single adult and a gift, uh, every single adult a gift, and that adds up quickly. Um, especially if you have a large family. So one of the things that we did was create a gift exchange with like a $50 limit for um, families. For my friend groups, we did the same thing. Everybody picks something. I don't have to purchase something for everybody. So gift exchanges are a great way to lower your expenses and lower your costs so you don't have to get gifts for as many people. And then I want you to be like Santa Claus. I want you to make a list and check it twice, okay? (laughs) Everybody who was on the list for last year, might not be on the list for this year. We might need to be a little bit more choosy with who is getting um, gifts this year or being more creative with how we're giving gifts so that it could be as cost-effective as possible. Y'all, this one is going to, I think, ruffle some feathers. But I want you to also feel empowered to tell people that we don't need to do gifts. We do not have to do gifts. I know people will be like, oh my gosh, we always give. That's fine, but not this year. Okay, we are not accepting gifts. And if somebody breaks that rule and they give you a gift, then you are not obligated to give them a gift back. I hope this is freeing somebody today, okay? Because (laughs) I don't want us to go into um, financial stress, more debt. I don't want you to go into the new year with baggage, financial baggage from 2023 because we overextended ourselves in this year as we wrap up this year going into the holiday season. So you could tell people that we're not doing gifts this year. And if they give you a gift, um, you can either decline it or um, you can accept it with you, meaning thank you with your whole heart and chest. Thank you. Offering them gratitude in exchange and not feeling obligated to re- to reciprocate and give them a gift back. I hope that frees somebody. 
Listen, y'all, when it comes to the holidays, when it comes to your finances, you really have nothing to prove to anybody. Um, So it's really important for you to prioritize yourself, honor the season that you are in, be a good steward and manager of your money. Uh, When we're creating these financial plans, and earlier I talked about all of the things that your money can do, there's a lot that we want our finances to be able to do. There's a lot of things that we want our finances to be able to take care of. And so the more intentional and mindful we can be with our money on a day-to-day basis, the easier it is for our money to multitask, to extend to all of the things that we want. So I am going to keep this episode short and sweet. Um, In this show notes for this episode, I am going to link um, the Grow Framework resource. That is a really good tool to help you with your financial plan. So the Grow Framework is a signature framework that I take clients through. It helps you with your goal setting. Again, thinking holistically about what you want out of your life and your money, um, bringing awareness and recognition to where you are currently. We talked about that, assessing your finances and where you are. And then creating your outline. What are the very next steps that you need to do in order to um, bridge that gap from where you are now to where you want to be? And then lastly, what do we need to do to get to work? Okay, because making a plan is great, but if you're not going to actually implement it and do the work, then it's not great. Um, and so I hope that this ep- episode was helpful for you. I'm going to come back in later this month and talk more about financial planning um, and your money management. I want to um, encourage you to like, subscribe, please, to the podcast on all, or in whatever streaming platform that you are listening to it on. Um, also leave us a review. Let me know how you're enjoying the podcast so far. Sharing is caring. So share it with a friend um, and just give me some feedback and let me know how you're liking it. If there's anything that you want to talk about, if you have any questions, reach out to me um, on Instagram at the Lotus Legacy, Facebook Lotus Legacy. It's really me. I'll talk to you. <laughs> if you, again, were listening to anything that I said in this podcast and were like, ma'am, I'm not about to do that. That I want to also invite you to come and um, schedule a strategy session with me. Um, you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes to book a consultation. We'll chat. We'll get you all squared away when it comes to all things financial planning and creating your money management system. So until next time, keep growing. Thanks for listening to another episode. Remember, life's abundance knows no limits when you dare to grow beyond the budget. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And if you want to keep the conversation going, you can DM me on Facebook or Instagram at The Lotus Legacy. Until next time, keep growing.